1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic sign Vacuum Isif Bio on a four-year deal As we hear from new boy Timothy Ware Stephen Gerrard says he's also building for the future As well as strengthening his squad And could Glenn Kamara leave Dundee sooner rather than later I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna And only eight days into the new year And if I'm counting correctly Gordon Seven old firm signings including Jordan Jones and Kamara On these pre-contract deals I've never known Quite a start to a January transfer window Like it And we've still got 23 days of it to go Yeah Gordon DL We are uh, holding out Just to make sure no one comes in And makes a multi-million pound bid for you You're still here at the moment yeah. um, And there's a lot to get Excited and interested about at the moment Yeah I think so Gordon uh, I think Rangers kicked it off With two uh, really good signings Celtic are starting to catch up With their signings as well I think there'll be more I really do. I think Celtic will keep uh, looking and they'll have targets there that they'll want to bring in. I think everybody's looking at the right-back position for Lustig. Um, and you just wonder, is that Rangers finish? But uh, it's, it's exciting. January is always exciting for every team, not just uh, the big two, but for every team looking at how we going to strengthen, who's coming in, who's going to excite us. You look at Motherwell, a player of the quality of Ross McCormick coming in as well. So it's very exciting. Now remember all this week is the winter shutdown. We're trying to do things a bit differently in the second hour of the programmes. Last night, uh, great response by the way. So thank you to our uh, feature interview we had with Paul McNeil from the Scottish FA. Tonight, we're going to take a closer look at the inner workings of being a football agent With the transfer window upon us So we'll do that in the second hour But in the meantime Let's hear from you On all of today's news And anything else that's on your mind 01419511025 That's the number you need You can tweet at Clyde SSB But come on Let's hear from you We've got a bit of a Football withdrawal Going on at the moment If you're a fan of a top flight team Still plenty to get excited about Down the divisions of course So give us a call uh, And let's discuss the big talking points together Roger The most recent news Would be Celtic signing Of Ivory Coast striker Vakun Isuf Bayo um, It's a four year deal So that straight away Clearly quite a big commitment A 21 year old um, previously playing his football in Slovakia What do you make of that signing? Yeah well the previous two signings Oliver Burke and Timothy Weir Short term loans to the end of the season This is a long term commitment Celtic have never properly replaced Moussa Dembele Who went on the last day of the last transfer window Gordon So this effectively is the replacement for Moussa Dembele Celtic will be hoping he can have a similar impact To Moussa Dembele um, The striker down still The absence as well of Lee Griffiths So I think Brendan Rodgers wants to support Odson Edward. Burke's come in, Weir's come in, and now Bio's come in. And I would imagine between now and the closure of the window, he'll now look at the other end of his team, strengthening the back four. Uh, Gordon, I'll forgive you for not having seen a great deal of Slovakian football recently. Mm-hmm. And I know you try every now and then. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that does jump out, though, is, is the goal record 18 goals in 23 games. Yep, it was at a different level and in a different country, a different environment. There is that school of thought, though, that goal scorers are goal scorers. I know it doesn't always work, um, but that certainly is the, the type of return that would excite Celtic fans, you would imagine. Yeah, if he, if he comes in and hits the ground running, Gordon. But it is a position because I was at the, the last game, Rangers Celtic, and they had to play Mikey Johnston up there. They had to cover themselves in that position. They didn't have enough cover. 
Unfortunately for Lee Griffiths, he wasn't there. Uh, Dumbelli was was injured um, and only could play part of the game. And they played young Mikey Johnson up there. So they were very short and they get caught short. Brendan Rodgers has addressed that problem right away, bringing in two forwards. Very interesting to see where Oliver Burke is going to play. I know a lot of people say he's his strongest position is off the right, but I cannot see him replacing James Forrest, especially the, the form that Forrest has been on. There's a question, would they go to the left-hand side or can he play through the middle? So what Brendan Rodgers has achieved with the signings is he's given himself options now and plenty of them. You begin to wonder if he is going to the left-hand side. Two things make me say that. One, I can't see him going through the middle. If Edward's there, Way is there and now Bio's there. Um, I agree with you. I can't see him ousting Forrest. But you just wonder when Hibernian are making a move for Lewis Morgan, you wonder if, if word is out that Burke's going to be on the left-hand side and that then would allow Morgan out on a loan deal. It's just such a fascinating approach, Roger, because you, you weigh up what Celtic are doing. It's uh, young, inexperienced players who Brendan Rodgers wants to try and make better and assume that they will improve. And Rangers going for a more tried and tested, albeit perhaps coming towards the end of their career. So it's two very different tactics I, I, I so th- far th- in the I window. I think, Gordon, that looking at this situation... I would be more excited to see what the Celtic young players are going to achieve, what they're going to bring to the party for Celtic. I think the experienced guys like Davis and Defoe will fit in no problem whatsoever. If it was long term, then you'd be saying about the young players, the future, everything. It's from now until the end of the season. And it's very important that the younger ones hit the ground running. Now, they could come into the Scottish game and be sensational. I don't know. But I would say that my bet would be that Stephen Davis and Defoe fit in no problem. But Celtic have tried the older experience route before. Mm. You know, Robbie Keane came, didn't win the league. Craig Bellamy came, didn't win the league. Roy Keane came, didn't win the league. You know, they've tried Carlton Cole, Colin Kazim Richards. These, ex- you know, supposedly experienced mm. players have all come before. And made no impact whatsoever You can even go back to Ian Wright 20 years ago No impact whatsoever And then even the one foray into the experienced market That Brendan Rodgers has made Was Marvin Comper Who yeah. we all know clearly hasn't worked out Yeah, That's what I'm saying Roger That's why I would be excited as If I was a Celtic fan Seeing these young guys coming in What are they going to bring? They will bring bags of energy Enthusiasm Can they hit the ground running? Because it's a short It's a short uh, season now It's January to what May? And you know You've got to hit the ground running right, We're going to hear from a number of people Throughout this programme Timothy Weir Stephen Gerrard Amongst them So let's hear from you 01419511025 Stuart's a Celtic fan First up in Canvas Lang What's your point tonight Stuart? Hello Stuart We don't appear to have Stuart just yet One final call for Stuart Are you out there? Nah, we'll get Stuart cleared up I'll tell you what, let's just hear from Timothy Weir At the moment whilst we get Stuart back on the line uh, He says his long-term future isn't a concern As he looks to impress at Celtic The teenage striker has joined on loan from PSG Until the end of the season And says as far as he's concerned It's a perfect move for him Just hard work and dedication And you know, playing for the, the, the crest that's, uh, that's across my heart And uh, right now for the six months I'm a Celtic player And that's, that's, that's all I'm going to think about And that's all I'm going to fight for Is to get wins and to you know, potentially, uh, you know, win something with Celtic, and we all know that the expectation level is high because of the support system. But uh, 
you know, he just tells me to come here and work hard and play my game and, you know, you'll be fine. And that's what I have to do, come here, put in the work every day, put in the work in training and, and you know, it'll show on the field and you know, I just can't wait. I'm really impatient. The long-term future, uh, I feel that's something that, that we have to discuss as a family and it's a personal issue. And right now, uh, I'm really just focused on, on Celtic and, you know, just finishing out the season uh, on a good note and, you know, getting, getting, getting to know my teammates better, getting to know Celtic better and, you know, just gelling with the guys and, you know, hopefully having a, a great end to the season. Uh, in case you hadn't heard, Timothy's dad is, of course, Ballon d'Or winner George Weah. He says it doesn't come with any extra pressure. He's proud of me. We talked to it as a family and we, we all decided that this was the best place to come. And, you know, in my heart, I know that uh, this was the best place to come. And I'm so excited to be, a, you know, a boy and a part of the Celtic family. My father did what he did and he, he, he was a great player and I look up to him. And, you know, I just have to come here with a, a clear head and just be level-minded and, you know, level-headed and continue to, to do what I've been doing and, you know, just just uh, improve on that. And, and I feel like I'm with the right coach and I'm with the right team. And, you know, my dad always tell me, just play your game and be yourself and everything will be fine. Don't don't listen to what, the, what everyone has to say because at the end of the day, your happiness. You're quite an eloquent young man, Roger. Mm. Don't know how that translates onto the football field, but I'd be interested to see how that would compare to a teenage Gordon DL giving us an interview. He sounds very level-headed. Yeah, well, I'm not sure radio was invented when Daz was a teenager coming through into that Rangers team, but... Yeah, Timothy, well-educated young man, his father's now president of Liberia, born in the States, an American international already in his teenage years. Um, he's been getting messages today from everyone, including Kylian Mbappe, a World Cup winner, wishing him well in Glasgow. So he sounds the part, he can talk the talk, but as with Defoe, as with Davis, as with Bio, as with Burke... Be fascinating now in the next four and five months to see who can walk the walk. Right, I think we've got Stuart and Canvas Lang back. Hi, Stuart. Hi guys, good evening. Hello. Hi, um, aye, the point I want to make is about um, it's exciting that these guys are coming to Scottish football. And as a Celtic fan, I'm delighted that the Rangers are getting a challenge because it makes it exciting. But the point I want to make is about Ollie Burke. Um, for me, he's got to start in the team every week if he's fit. Um, where do they play him? Personally, personally for me, I would leave James Forrest out. A lot of people disagree with that, but I think Ollie Burke should go out in the wing. Um, what do you guys think? Absolutely no chance. Absolutely no, no chance, Stuart. I've, Who are we going to leave out then? Who, who's I, well, going to leave? Well, I'll tell you, I, I'll be astonished if James Forrest is left out. James Forrest what is... Did, be, what, what did James Forrest bring in the party? Are going to tell me here? James, see, I'm the boy. See, I, didn't, didn't, so didn't you're, ba- you're, basing a, uh, you're basing James Forrest's performance no, of the season no, on one game James, at Ibrox? No, he plays one good game in ten. Right? Uh, I go uh, to Parkhead. I go to Parkhead. And he plays one good game in ten. Honestly, I think I think James Forrest has been terrific this season, Stuart. Uh, no, and okay, no, there maybe may different opinions, but that's mine. I think Forrest has been different class this season. He's got sixteen goals 16 this season goals for club from and country. The, yeah, yeah, and and you know from the wide areas and what he's achieved in Scotland as well. And I just think he's been in form. I I don't think Burke has any chance, and I could be wrong. That he will replace James Forrest. Who's no. he going to replace then? Sinclair? Uh, well, that's Roger was touching on that earlier. Um, can he play off the left hand side? Um, that would be the one that's obvious because a lot of Celtic fans don't think yeah. Sinclair's uh, playing well enough. I thought he'd come he on a bit of form. Uh, but, but you can play the boy through the middle, but he's obviously Brendan Rodgers got plenty of options now through the middle. But yeah. Unless James Forrest is injured for me, 
I don't You're you're talking about a guy Burke That's played 16 or 17 games In his full career no, Started Started league games. Started league games, started league uh, games uh, In his uh, full I'll career I'll tell you this Oliver Burke's not as good a player As James Forrest People don't pay 15 million For a guy if he's not, Do you know what I mean? Well m- m- maybe they do And they write it off As a mistake Because well, Red Bull Leipzig Paid 15 million for him And very quickly Got him back out the door West Brom paid yeah. 15 million pounds for him he couldn't I get think in, he, could, he couldn't get in. Listen, listen yeah. Brendan Rodgers will hope so But You know He hasn't lived up to the hype The lad He was so far out the picture at West Brom He was actually away training in his own To keep his fitness up He was so far away from the first team picture at West Brom I'll, t- I'll tell season. you this Roger If James Forrest was at West Brom just now James Forrest would be playing So uh, f- f- In my opinion this moment in time, James Forrest is a better player in Burke. He had a run earlier on in the season where he scored 14 goals in 15 games, James Forrest. If Sergio Aguero does that, people are going daft. 14 goals in 15 games, and he's not a central striker. He's, he's one of the first names in the Celtic team sheet, and is one of the most decorated Celtic players mm. of the modern era. Do you think Ollie Burke will start in the Celtic team? That, that, that's the question I might put to you. Do you think he'll start... I, th- I think Brendan Rodgers has got the opinion that you've got to perform to get yourself in the team. How many players uh, have, have come into Celtic Park and you're thinking, well, Compare, for instance, right? Paid over a million, whatever it may be. He comes in, he plays 60-odd minutes against Morton. Never seen again, because he was absolutely dreadful. I was at the game. I was never seen again. So I think what Brendan Rodgers does is say, right, you've got to show me day in, day out. If if Brendan Rodgers can leave out his captain and Scott Brown with the service in fa- over 500 games and what Scott Brown's achieved at Celtic Football Club, then Oliver Burke doesn't guarantee that he's going to start. He's got to perform. OK, thank you to Stuart and Canvas Lang. Remember, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, John Paul Monaghan's on He says Delighted so far With Celtic's business I don't know much about Bio But 18 in 23 Since March Is a good return Hopefully a right back And a midfielder Are added Before the window closes uh, Gary's a Celtic fan In Easterhouse What do you make of The latest signing today Gary? Um, I'm not too convinced um, To be honest I think um, Bio A Slovakian league um, I don't know I think that's still A bit of a gamble um, Two points they make Um We'll try and make them quick as I can. One's just my second point's just a kind of question I want to make to Roger. Um, but I called it, I called it earlier in August um, when the window was opened, and I spoke to Mark Weedy um, and Jim Duffy, and it was when Dembele was leaving to go to Leon. Um, and I kind of made the point that um, if we've not got a plan B with a striker coming in, I thought that that Peter Lawwell, his position should be untenable. They disagreed, fair enough. Um, and then I had calls coming in after that And it was like John, Philip, Proven, Mill Saying I, w- I need to have a lie down, calm down and all that But the way the first half of the season has panned out I think you should, guys like him need to really pull their head out of the sand um, Also it's just, it's regarding like, Peter Lawwell We brought in 28, 28.5 million we brought in the summer there um, Edward was bought 9 million But you can see Virgil van Dijk's fee covered The majority of that um, and my second point really is just a, it's a kind of question to go to, to Roger. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger, it's just it's regarding. Um, see that they, we bought a player there for two million. I mean, Peter Lawwell, that's less than what his bonus is at the moment. Peter Lawwell makes the point that Celtic can't compete with England with regards to players' wages and stuff. 
but Peter Lowell's actual salary um, competes with guys like Daniel Levy at Spurs. When Gazidis was at Arsenal, competes with him. He's brought in Merlin Soriano at Man City and Ed, your guys like Ed Woodward. So if we can't compete for wages for players, how is he still competing well, and pocketing money I'll, along with the big names of the CEOs at need, Premiership I'll clubs need, as well? I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll see that as a journalist like yourself, is there a thing that if you write a column about that, you'll be banned to Park Eden, and that's why nobody wants no, to highlight listen, it? Absolutely not. I have, I have to say, I, I go a long way back with Celtic Chief Executives, Terry Cassidy's, the Ian McLeod's, the Alan McDonald's, all of these guys. And Peter Lowell is the longest serving and the most successful Celtic Chief Executive in my memory. Now, when I say that, I say that advisedly. You mentioned a £28.5 million brought in. There's money in the bank. There's profits almost every year announced, you know, prior to the AGM. As a Chief Executive, Peter Lowell is doing an outstanding job. Now, it's not Peter Lowell's fault that Marvin Comper didn't do what it was said in the tin, or Jack Hendry, or I can get through them all, Charlie Musonder, remember him last January? So Peter Lowell, in his job, is doing well. And if Celtic don't pay, you know, the, what what football you know, top club chief executives get just the same way as they pay the top dollar for Brendan Rodgers and they pay top, you know, as much as they can afford for the, the players, then these guys go elsewhere. And I don't think Celtic want Peter Lowell to go elsewhere. Now, Peter Lowell, for me, is doing a very good job. The problem Celtic have is that there are perhaps other people within the organisation who are not doing their jobs as well as Peter Lowell is doing his. Like who? Uh, I, I would say talent identification and recruitment Has been a problem for Celtic in the last two windows So Lee Congerton? Well, Lee Congerton's head of recruitment, isn't he? Lee Congerton, not the guy who went and found Marvin Comper? I believe so Yeah And and look at the other ones Last January wasn't a very good window Celtic brought in players Hopeless Charlie Musonda came, turned round and went home again Marvin Comper would have been better <laughs> off coming Turning round and going home again Jack Henry hasn't been a great signing either the jury is still out in Lewis Morgan who was signed last January loaned back and has, has come back this season and has had a few injury problems. Um, bio, I don't know much about Bio. I, I, I would tend to think the fact that Dinamo Kiev, Rapid Vienna and Parma were all in for him too would indicate that he he is going to be a decent player. But Oliver Burke for me still represents a gamble just because we don't we haven't seen enough of him. He's hardly played any football. Thank you to Gary in Easterhouse On Twitter at Clyde SSB On the subject of Oliver Burke Fuzzy says I think if Rodgers wanted to replace Sinclair He would have got a natural left-sided winger He, Burke, will be cover for both It's 01419511025 Join us on the phones We're about to hear from Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years It's Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here And waiting to take your calls So get in touch or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB uh, Great White has done just that It says Burke has to replace Sinclair Sinclair's an attacking weak link for Celtic Pataudry was a purple patch Right place uh, at the right time Astonishing Sinclair dr- drifts along under the radar uh, he says So there we go 01419511025 In the phones Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He says he wants a balance Between strengthening his squad now And building for the future Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis Have joined on loan Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara 
at the moment Although we'll get back to that We'll join in the summer Gerard is delighted with the business so far We're bringing four quality players in um, At different stages of the career if you like Obviously Jermaine and Stephen um, A lot more experienced uh, Being around the block a bit more um, And the reason behind them signings is you know, I've often analysed the squad in the first half of the season. I felt like we did need some help, some more experienced players, players who've got that know-how, um, players who can handle our demand and crowd, players who are used to playing in big games um, and are also ready for the stage of the season that we're at um, because we're in uh, you know, a really good position and we've got some very big games coming up. So I felt experience was the key. In terms of Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara, I'm delighted with them. They're at the a different end of the scale. Um, young players, huge potential, uh, great future. And not only have I got a job to produce results now, I've also got a responsibility to produce for the future as well. So I'm really happy with them two signings. They'll help us a lot in the future. I mean, by the very definition of of, of their deals, Roger is Defoe and Davis for now, and, and Kamara and Jones for down the line. Is it, is it as simple as that? Uh, well, the Foes deal for 18 months, isn't it? It's, it's the longest loan deal I can remember since Patrick Roberts first came to Celtic If you remember, unusual This season, the whole of next will take him almost his 38th birthday And he'll be as old as Kenny Miller by that stage um, Davis as well, although Davis is a strange one He's come on loan from Southampton to the end of the season And that's when his Southampton contract runs out So we need to see what would happen beyond them Kamara, as you said at the top of the show Wouldn't surprise me if something's done in this window to get them from Dundee And that will allow Dundee To do their own thing At the other end of the table um, um, Kamara for me Isn't really an upgrade On what's already there I have to say um, Jordan Jones I think Will come in the summer I don't think Kilmarnock Could be seen to be You know Do a deal to let a player Go to a direct title rival If we're seeing Kilmarnock In the title race Which I think we probably have to 0141 William is a Rangers fan From Govan Hi William Hi Gordon, how's it going? Not too I bad. Touch on something Gordon Dale had says at the top of the show there. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about uh, the Rangers signings and the Celtic signings, and they actually said that he would be inclined to be more excited about the Celtic signings. Gordon, can I just ask you a question, please? Mm. Ha- have you seen the boy wear a bio or Oliver Buck play? William, you completely well, hold on. You, you completely missed the point. I was saying that we know what we're getting with uh, Davis and Defoe. If I was a Rangers fan, I know what I'm getting. The experience that they've got. I was saying the excitement of what will these boys bring? An unknown quantity. Unknown quantity. You've, how, you've, how, can, how can you be excited by that? Can you tell me the last be, be, you, when, when did you see Weir play or where did you see but you're, you're missing the point of this. I think I can clear this up. I just think you have chosen a pretty clumsy word than excited. I, just, I think that was the wrong word. I get what you mean. And I can also see where William's coming from because Intrigued. you're making... Intrigued, intrigued I think would be okay, a better word Okay I'll use the word intrigued I think we'll find some common ground if you use that word Yeah because I I don't I don't think that people will know What these boys will bring They've, I said they've got to hit the ground running And they have to Now on the other hand I've got a funny feeling that Davis will go right in there And fit in brilliantly at Rangers midfield I've always said that looking at Defoe And I know that people can go back to other players coming up from England I just think he's a natural goal scorer that will score goals anywhere in any league. So I think you know what you're getting with the Rangers players. I don't think you know what you're getting with the Celtic players. It's, it's interesting. So I'm so saying you're excited about that then? I mean, oh, that's well, what, well, we've cleared that up, I think it was a bad use of the word. There's been a lot of talk though about where Burke fits into the Celtic front line. Where does the foe fit into the Rangers front line? Let's ask William. What do you think, I would William? I play him up top. 
with Morelos instead of with Morelos, Morelos with yeah. him. Yeah, so uh, I, would ta- I, would, I, would, I would be inclined to taking uh, Candace out and putting Defoe in. Well, who who supplies the ammunition then from the wide areas? I think that Candace is magnificent at you know supplying centre forwards. If I, if I was playing the Rangers up front, I would want Candace out in the the wide area because I think he's that's his biggest strength. I think his delivery into the box. Is superb mm. So I wouldn't take him out I, Where I will agree with For once William is I would play the two of them up top I think the two of them could play together With Davis presumably Going into the midfield though, Might we see a, a slightly Reduced reliance on, on crosses from wide Might might we see Rangers attack Slightly well, we, differently Than they have done See the thing they've given themselves Gordon is uh, Like Celtic as well They've given themselves options now. There are different formations you could play there. Now, if everybody's fit for Rangers and everybody's fit for Celtic, we'll all be second-guessing what the team's going to be. Will it be a lone striker? Will it be two up top? Will it be, you know, a 4-4-2 for Rangers? When Steven Gerrard's used to playing 4-3-3, he might change the formation. I just don't think you bring a guy like Defoe up, especially with five months to go at the end of the season, and not partner them up there with Morelis. I think you will definitely give that a go. So someone's got to drop out somewhere, but I don't think it'll be a Candace, because I think that's a strength of Rangers going down the right with Tavernier. What is it about Candace, William, that makes you think he should be the one to drop out? I just Sometimes I think in and out games, he drops in and out the games. As much. I don't get me wrong, he played brilliant against Celtic um, a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think he's consistent enough. Roger? Well, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see because Steven Gerrard is stuck with the 4-3-3, if you like. Morelos at centre-forward and two wingers. It was Kent and Candace in the last game against Celtic. Does he change to accommodate the four with Morelos? Does Davis go into the centre midfield in a 4-4-2? That's asking a lot of a 34-year-old to get around the park with just you know one guy to side, be it Jack or McCrory or Koulibaly or Arfield, whoever you like. It'll be interesting to see whether the four, but does Four become an impact sub for half an hour or twenty minutes. So that, you know, if Rangers need him in games, I'll be fascinated to see how it's all going to piece together. William, the boys come up here to sit on the bench. Yeah, that, that's... yeah, yeah. Listen, that's a very good point. Well, it, it very probably hasn't because that's what he's been doing at Bournemouth. But I'll be fascinated to see how it all comes together. Overall, William, what have you made of it so far? And you know, in the sense that. Are you expecting more from Rangers? If that was to be the end of the business, would, would you be satisfied? Are you still looking for more? Yeah, I would still like another um, centre-half and, and be uh, Goldson. I don't, I, I don't particularly like uh, Warrell, um, but... William, I'm starting to warm to you because you're thinking <laughs> the same as me there. I've said. Oh, I give smoke to me for five seconds. I'm starting to give the DL negative effect. I know. <laughs> okay, I've, I've, I've corrected my word now. Intrigued. Okay, so are you accepting that, William? You accept what, oh, what I was trying to get? Definitely not. Okay, well, that's fine. But agree to disagree. Where I will agree with you is um, the perfect transfer window, I think, another centre-half in there. I know that they've got Macaulay, I know they've got Worrell. Uh, Katic, I don't think, is going to make it just now. He's still young. I think he'll probably maybe be later on. Uh, I think somebody in there, if they're really, really going to be mm. as strong as what they want to be. Anything on the radar in that? Area, Roger, as far as you know? Uh, well, I mean, the Rangers have looked at Jake Cooper at Millwall for a long time. Um, they've been unable to, to do a deal with Millwall. Uh, the lad is very highly rated down there, so it would take a lot of money to get Jake Cooper out there and, and pay him. But I mean, he, he would be the preferred candidate. 
Okay thank you to William In Govan It's 01419511025 On the phones uh, Remember as always We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB um, Let's speak to Eddie Who's a Rangers fan In Cumbernauld Hi Eddie Hi how are you doing Good Eddie What's on your mind tonight Yeah um, Obviously we've said I'm a Rangers fan um, We've obviously signed the four So it kind of changes us a wee bit But um, I've always thought That um, Rangers I know it's been They've been linked To Stephen Naismith but uh, Stephen Naismith and Curtis Main from uh, Motherwell, um, I think two cracking players um, that you'd probably get for for about a million and a half, two million for the two of them. Gordon, Gordon Deal, you're not need, getting our Curtis. You'd need to scrape Main nine off the back of your, your no, strip. There's, Eddie, there's no <laughs> chance. There's no chance of getting our Curtis. That's not <laughs> going to happen. Um, no, I think I think Rangers um, that you know you've still got Lafferty to remember as well. You've got Middleton, you've got, you know, yeah. Kent, but you've got players, the forward players are, they've got a lot of options in the forward areas, uh, so I don't see, I don't see that happening, Eddie, honestly. Oh, Stephen Naismith, for me, is a terrific player, you see the difference in hearts when Stephen Naismith is in the team, I can't think of another player in the country who, who has such an impact on his team as Stephen Naismith has had, look at the percentages of, of hearts wins when Naismith was in the team and when he was not in the team, um, I think he could do a job for Rangers without a doubt. Curtis Main, very highly regarded at Motherwell. I think they named a stand after him. Um, but I don't think he <laughs> oh would. Dear, uh, oh dear. I don't think he would. Uh, oh, he would be up that's to a Derek it Johnson at that level. Book. Yeah, uh, Eddie Roger well, says he doesn't think Curtis Main's up to it at that level. What makes you disagree? I don't know. I just I think he's got a lot of similarities to um, to Morelos, To be honest, and what I like about him is. Um, his head doesn't go down as much as what Morelis does. Morelis, his head goes down a wee bit of time. Don't get me wrong, he's, he's had a good run lately. But what you've um, got to think, I Eddie, just, sorry for interrupting you, what you've got to think I, is he's brought Defoe in, he's got Morelos, he's got Lafferty. Where, where, and I, I'm, I'm with Roger in this I, one. Curtis Main is not a Rangers player, he's not, he's not at that standard. <laughs> He's a terrific Motherwell player We love him there But uh, he's not at that standard uh, well, I just think for Maybe under a million It would be a, a good one To just even You know what I mean If somebody gets injured And things like that as well Do you know what I mean uh, But anyway <laughs> Just my opinion Happy to have it Thank you That was Eddie Rangers fan uh, In Cumbernauld 01419511025 If you'd like to join him uh, Roger If I could ask you to Get the crystal ball out Would you expect how do you see Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara situation playing out? Both in the summer, both now, one of them now. Um, a completely different thing. Jordan Jones, I think, will do a decent job for Rangers. Um, you have to remember Ryan Kent's only on loan, still from Liverpool, so Ryan Kent could go away again in the summer, and Jordan Jones would be an adequate replacement for Ryan Kent going forward. He's impressed for Kilmarnock. He's won international caps with Northern Ireland. And you can see why Rangers went for the player um, No offence to the lad And he could prove me completely wrong I've been sort of underwhelmed by Glenn Kamara Any time I've seen him um, If Glenn Kamara's coming in in a four year deal It'd be fascinating to see who's going out Because I don't think Glenn Kamara is any better than Ross McCrory Or Ryan Jack um, Koulibaly will go I would imagine now Back to Angers in France in the summer um, But you know, Glenn Kamara wasn't even getting a regular game at Dundee under Jim McIntyre. Having said, so having said I, that, I, I think Dundee, 
who have their own things to do this month. They unveiled Craig Curran today, having signed him from the D United. They want to do more business. I think if they could agree a small sum of money with Rangers, but would they Rangers would like... want him in, Roger? Because where are you going to play him? Well, where are they going to play him next season or for the next four years that they've given him a contract for this? Yeah, they might just use him as a squad player at the, the beginning of the season. But I don't think that bringing him in and spending more money, and whether it be a small fee or not, which it would be, would be any good. Because if you look at Rangers midfield, and there's still players to come back. I was looking in the paper the other day and seeing Jamie Murphy. I forgot all about Murphy as well, going over to uh, Tenerife the, the, with the squad. This is just off the top of my head. Could there be a deal done That would see And I'm just plucking a name out of thin air here Ryan Hardy Go to Dundee in the second half of the season On loan And Kamara come to Ibrox now You know it's interesting to see Ryan Hardy Back with the Rangers squad there at the, at the weekend It's somewhat in Congress At a time when there's Morelos, Lafferty Defoe and all the others that, that we talk about You know Ryan Hardy's probably as far away From the Rangers first team As, as he's been at any time So why has he been brought back could could it be a you know a thing that he's been brought back to be put back out somewhere? Could, could he go to Dundee in the second half of the season? Eddie's awoken some of the Motherwell fans. Scott Kirkland's on saying two million and you can have him, no problem at all. I think Gordon Dia. I'll, ca- I'll carry him down there, mate. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you. More calls after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompsons.com. It is Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here from now until 8 o'clock So plenty of time for you to get your calls in Let's hear from you And you can tweet at Clyde SSB as well I'm just thinking with the, the Premiership being on a bit of a shutdown at the moment You were sent out on your own, a roving reporter mm-hmm. to Dumbarton at the weekend Loved it uh, Someone tweeted in to the show to tell us And you, you may well deny this um, That you were seen one street away From the stadium And you couldn't find it And you you pulled over And asked them for directions <laughs> And do you know the sad thing is I've got sat and have my car obviously Yeah I sort of It was his directions there I spoke Roger. to him yeah. Can I just defend myself a minute You phoned me And your opening line was Where's Dumbarton? No, 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 no. He says football traffic. So I'm looking Look, for. They foot- don't get football traffic. Well, it was Mr. Hanna, and uh, I struggled a little bit. But I got you, there and then. You, you struggled the way back out as well, did you not? <laughs> they locked me in. <laughs> <laughs> they let me in the darkness. I told, I told the studio they thought I was at it, Roger. They thought I wanted it off early. I went to get. Oh, out I wonder where we'd get that idea. And mm. only for the fact that the girl was locking up. She heard me banging on the door screaming Or I'd still be sitting there <laughs> He phoned me on, on Sunday morning Roger outraged and said You know that there's the wall The perimeter wall around Dumbarton For anyone who's ever been He was actually considering climbing it To, to get out <laughs> Honestly He'd still have been there when Jim Duffy took training tonight That would have been well worth watching Anyway back to the football 01419511025 John's in Clyde Bank Hi John How you doing guys? How you been? Hi John, John. Um, I'm going to talk about Celtic and and their signing policy for me. Um, another wee boy, an 18 year old boy, prospect, took him on six months loan. We did it again. We, we did it last year with the wee boy for Chelsea. We did it with Lewis Morgan. We gave him back to St. Nern. That's not working. I know we signed with uh, Bio, um, right? But this is me. I would go out tomorrow morning and give Aberdeen what they want for Scott McKenna. And make a statement to Scottish football that we are at the top. And if you have to pay top dollar for them, so be it. 
That's what you have to do to keep on winning. This is the first time Brendan Rodgers has been challenged in Scottish football. He's won seven out of seven and good on him. But now he's been challenged. He failed miserably at Ibrox for me in the, by putting Callum McGregor at left back. I could not believe it that their best player in months he put back out the game at left back. He failed miserably. The Celtic fans need something to start cheering about and it starts for me with Scott McKenna. John, I assume this is not all about age because Scott McKenna is only one year older than your new striker that you've signed today. Yes, I was talking about where the 18-year-old boy Where, okay, no. yeah, a boy. Uh, Scott McKenna has got years of experience in the Scottish game He knows it He's a big, strong, robust centre-half He'll bring solidarity That, that defence Jack Henry, for example, looks terrified the, the strip, I'm afraid, is too big for that young boy Right? And, and, and that's no fault of his He is out his depth at Celtic Park um, Lustig Lustig has been a great servant. I'm afraid the injuries and everything else is caught up with him. I'd have, been, I'd have put Tony Rowlson in at right back at Ibrox. The left back scenario, I would have played Tierney from the from the beginning. It all went wrong there, and and, and it seemed to implode in, in that one game. For me, what is completely wrong with Celtic? And, and, and do you know what it boils down to? Right, is Brendan Rodgers' signing not been very good? It's all Ronnie Delia's team that's carried us through, mostly on in, in, in all the trophies. Brendan Rodgers, and he's done everything right. He's got seven out of seven. He's actually failed, really, in, in, the, in the, the transfer market, in, in my eyes. John, that, John that's why I said earlier, sorry, that's why I said earlier, I used the word excited, I meant intrigued. Because, like you, I don't know a lot about these young boys. Um, I don't know what they're going to bring. But they've got to hit the ground running. We know that. That's why I think well, I compared it against Rangers where you've got seasoned guys come in. I think Rangers are excited. Maybe, maybe Bio doesn't. He's in a four-year deal, but yeah. perhaps the other two. Yeah, but to, to, to get over the line to win the league, Gordon, I think you've got to have everybody in there hitting the ground running because Rangers are putting a challenge up and Roger said earlier, you, we can't dismiss Kilmarnock, but I think it'll be between Celtic Rangers, Rangers Celtic. And I think that Celtic supporters look over the other side of the city and say, right, they've signed Davis and Defoe. Yes, you can look at their ages, but they've been there. They've done it. They're, they're top, top players. I think Celtic supporters want a big signing. They don't want guys that they go, well, we don't know a lot about. They're very young. We're going to improve them. Brendan Rodgers has this tag of every player he brings in, young player, he makes him a better player. Why would you not want that, though? That sounds all right. Because I think for once, as as all clubs and, and Celtic supporters think, right, we've got money. So why are we going and spending? Why are we going and getting loans in? Why are we going to get young kids in? We want a, they want a big name in there. So every Celtic fan will be sitting going and looking at every day at Sky Sports. We want, and listening to Radio Clyde, we want a big name in there. And so far, but they've what, not delivered. But, but, and I do agree with them about how he played McGregor at left back at yeah. Ibrox. So that's another day. But Roger, if that's not the model, why why would you suddenly do that? Because when, when Gordon talks about a big name, you're only going to get a big name if he is coming towards the end of his career. If he's Jermaine Defoe, if he's Stephen Davis or, or someone of that ilk. That, that, that's how we That's how we get big names As guys At, at the end of their, their career So Why why yeah, would Celtic ne- abandon that ne- approach now? Not, not necessarily Because You know Moussa Dembele 
turned out to be he was a reasonably big name down south Celtic got a contract loophole got him for half a million pounds he did terrifically well sold for 20 million Edward 9 million pounds reasonably young man but a reasonably you know a decent pedigree coming through at yeah, PSG he's got no bigger he's got no, he doesn't have a bigger name than say some of the guys we're just talking about at the moment no possibly the, the McKenna thing fascinates me it's a great point by John the Scott McKenna thing because they wanted him for, in for, summer for 30 years and longer when Rangers and Celtic went to get players from Scottish provincial clubs they always got them they just paid the money and they got them Remember Rangers breaking transfer records to get Duncan Ferguson from the United quarter of a century ago. Celtic breaking records to get Scott Brown from Hibs. They paid the money, they got the player. But Aberdeen held out on a couple of occasions for McKenna and they didn't take Celtic's money. And I don't think Celtic can go back in for McKenna in this window because if they go in for him, they need to get him. Otherwise, it's beginning to look a wee bit embarrassing. And... Also, Aberdeen are in a position of strength. Since Celtic's interest, have given the lad a new contract and they know the likes of Villa, Hull, Swansea, probably other teams down there as well, will pay as much, if not more, than Celtic will pay for the lad. So Aberdeen are in a position of strength on this one. Uh, John, when you when you talk about Scott McKenna, do you see him playing instead of Boyata, in, instead of you know Benkovic? What, what, what's, the, what's the thought process here? For me, Boyata left Celtic in the summer. His heart, his head's no there. I think the sooner we get the big guy moves on, it would be better for, for us all. Um, the, 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 with him, for example, in Europe at the start, when he refused to play for us, everything, everything is negative, and I, and I feel that there was a negativity setting the team. Were Celtic fans not delighted with his performances after that, though? No, no, but. You've asked me a question I'm trying to explain it oh, sorry, The negativity John, sorry. Was, was set And he doesn't want to be here He's gone through the most He wants to actually say I want to play for this club I'm your centre half Let's go We need, let's, let's show them We're the champions here um, and, and, and I feel That it's not It's, it's not happening Now For the media And all you guys All you pundits You've got a title race At last This is what you've been praying for and, it, and just by chance it came from the Rangers Right But plus Kumar and Aberdeen are a little bit there But he's got what he's wanted And it's took years And, and, and it's great Don't get me wrong Because our, 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 our national game Our game Needs a strong league Not Celtic winning at the Easter For the last so many years We need a strong league So we can attract the best players Them European nights Are great John, you've seen you've seen Celtic win the league by however many points it's been in the last seven years. I can't remember all the different point differentials. If Celtic were to win the league this season on the last day of the season with a goal five minutes from the end, is that more exciting for you as a Celtic fan than winning it? You know, four or five games from the end. Look, as a football fan, see my best ever year as a Celtic fan. We never won a thing. It was it was all year. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Devastatingly beat But we build ourselves We come back from it stronger That was As a Celtic fan I'm 50 years of age It was my best year And we never won a, won a thing and, we, and Celtic fans still talk about it And we never won nothing So you don't always need to win To have a great football season You know that, that, that's, a, that's a personal point From me Seville was great We were winning the league With five minutes to go Down at Kilmarnock and, and, and it all went Topsy-turvy It was great Some of the, some of the tussles 
like the Tommy Burns year. Some of the football we played was absolutely brilliant, and we never won them. We won one young uh, God rest Tommy. He won one Scottish Cup, but the style of football that sometimes you went and watched was mouthwatering, and that's what's all lacking nowadays. It's like. People talk about the share price and how much money we've got in the bank. John, John, stop a minute. Am I missing something? Have I just woken up? Celtic are top of the league. They've won the League Cup. They're still in the Scottish Cup and they're still in Europe. Yeah, I think John was just responding to Roger's question yeah, about and, how, and, and, and how we would until, like to win things. Up until uh, Ibrox, they were playing terrific football. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time, Gordon DL and Roger Hanna standing by. You could be taking them on after the news. So be quick, give us a call on 0141 951 1025. Do it fast, you do only have until the news at 7 o'clock to play tonight. Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Remember, all this week in the second hour, we're trying to give you something a bit different. Lift the lid on certain aspects of the game that we simply don't get the chance to do uh, when the league is in full swing. So last night we spoke to Paul McNeil from the Scottish FA. Thank you uh, for your great responses to that. We're going to take a look, bearing in mind the transfer window is open, we're going to take a look at the workings of a football agent. We're joined in the studio uh, by long-serving football agent John Viola. So we'll get to that after we play this. The Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time, the first of the new year, will it be for you, Roger Hanna? I think if the coin lands a certain way. Did you play last week, DL? You did. We had a bit of an incident, didn't we? On the tiebreaker, if Unde- I remember right. Undefeated this year. Well, played 1-1-1. One, one, one. Different class. Undefeated. I suppose they all count, don't they? Right, one of you is going to be up against Mark, who's a Celtic fan from Bishop Briggs. Hi, Mark. Hi there. Have you played before, Mark? Uh, I played ages ago Right It was a while ago Was it a, a happy outcome? No it wasn't No, ah, right. no On for, on for redemption ago, so. Oh well listen Not many get past Roger Let's no, toss, no, toss no. the coin See how we get on heads It is Roger Tails It's Gordon Dropped it Oh nightmare I can see it though It's Tails I can see it under the desk <laughs> That's what you're up against He's retired Tanner Genuinely is Tails ah, Hand okay, on my heart That was Tails You've retired Tanner It's too good I picked up the trusty two pens you I promise honest, Would I do hard. that to you? Yes Yeah I would But I didn't on this occasion uh, So you are going to be up against Gordon Deal. Let me give him a bit of Clyde 2 in his ear So that he doesn't know what you're saying And we'll get the clock up and running Mark you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Gordon You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Which former Hearts manager is a first team coach at Wolves? Uh, pass. Which current Scottish Premiership side won their only top flight title in 1932? Aberdeen have agreed a two year contract extension with which striker? Um, pass. Which Scottish League Two team are based in Coatbridge? Uh, Who scored Celtic's winner against Airdrie in the 95 Scottish Cup final? And what year did Ryan Gold join Sporting Lisbon from Dundee United? 2014. Okay. Are you with us? Yeah. You're back? Yeah, go. Mark was flying, by the way. You're going to be right up against it. Oh, I'm always up against it. Same set of questions, shall we? Go on. Which former Hearts manager is a first team coach at Wolves? 
Cathro Which current Scottish Premiership side Won their only top flight title In 1932 uh, Pass Aberdeen have agreed A two year contract extension With which Cosgrove. striker Which Scottish League 2 team Is based in Coatbridge Albion Rovers Who scored Celtic's winner Against Airdrie In the 95 Scottish Cup final Van Hoydunk In what year Did Ryan Gold Join Sporting Lisbon From Dundee United 2-9 <laughs> What? I don't know. Why do you word? Why do you word years like that? Two nine. What yeah, does that 2009. mean? No, I've never met Roger. Have you met anyone else who says the year two thousand and nine? Two nine. Because you've got to be quick in this game. Yeah, that would have really taken you a long. Was it two thousand nine? No, you were nowhere near. Nah, it. Uh, Mark, how do you think that went? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think he's won. I think he's won. I think I'm going to dock him points for two nine. Honestly, what does, what does two nine mean? Two thousand nine. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, right, first one Which former Hearts manager Is a first team coach at Wolves It is Ian Cathro uh, So Gordon DL Unfortunately Gets off to a winning start uh, Which current Scottish Premiership side Won their only top flight title In 1932 You mean to tell me You've forgotten One of the <laughs> finest moments In your team's history <laughs> Mother wow. You'll not, be, you'll not be allowed back in the town Do you know what I did We're getting I, stopped I at Strathclyde Park On the way back tonight I didn't hear the question right That's why I passed sure. I didn't want to Sure uh, Aberdeen <laughs> have agreed A two year contract extension With which striker it is Sam Cosgrove It's 2-0 to Gordon DL uh, You finally got some on the board Mark uh, Albion Rovers are based in Cope Bridge Unfortunately for you uh, Gordon got it right as well um, Pierre Van Hoydonk Celtic's winner against Airdrie You both got it right uh, So Gordon DL still leading by two um, bit of a comeback from Mark Because Ryan Gold joined Sporting Lisbon oh. Unsurprisingly not in 2-9 um, But in 2014 I was unlucky uh, So Mark got it right But he ran out of questions And that means it's 4 to Gordon oh. And 3 to Mark in Bishop Briggs oh. Another Well done Gordon Thanks Mark uh, You put up a brave brave challenge But unlucky <laughs> Thank you Third time lucky for you Mark Third so Mark in oh. Bishop Briggs 2019's brilliant 2019's brilliant for me <laughs> 2-9 What does that even mean? Honestly <laughs> right, Please Someone call back tomorrow Or even better Thursday And wipe that stupid smirk <laughs> Off his face That's what we really need uh, Right I'm pleased to say We're joined in the studio um, By long serving Football agent John Viola Roger and Gordon Are still here To take your calls as well uh, But we are trying to just Lift the lid on Certain aspects of the game That we don't uh, Explore too often During the season So uh, John First of all Thanks for joining us How are you? That's great Thanks Thanks for inviting me No problem at all John, here's the easiest way to start this For anyone who's in any doubt whatsoever How would you describe Specifically What a football agent does In this day and age? Jeez, have we got about three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the general public think uh, They only see um, Transfer deadline Week or month or You know And they see People coming on the TV With their, their nice suits and, and phones But the bottom line is that all the work is done away previous to that. This is not saying the easiest period, it's a lot of running about, but all the preparation work is done way, way, way before. And it's a, it's a very uh, arduous and long road to get to get these deals done. How long specifically have you been doing it? I was going to throw a, a general number out there, but oh, you'll be able to tell me exactly. I don't know, maybe Gordon could remember the number. I mean, I tried to sign him as a boy, by the way. That's how long I've been going, you know. <laughs> We all have Long our lapses in judgment, John. That's all right. No, it's 20, twenty-four years. This is my. Uh, I've been in this business now this year. How has it changed over that time? Dramatically, uh, dramatically. This is football changed dramatically. So has the football agency uh, department. So massive changes. Massive. What What would be the main reason for that? Is that just more money in the game, or the, I mean, how, how, how would you describe the changes? What have you noticed over the, the years? 
Definitely money. I mean, there's big money involved in the agency business. You'll find there'll be an awful lot more people trying to join it, which there has been. When I started, I think there was only about 30 agents in Scotland. Now there's hundreds. In England, there was only about 90. Now there's thousands. Uh, so that's one big difference because of uh, the, uh, the lucrative side that the money brings in. And then, of course, with football being such a, a commercially driven business as well, is, it, is that another side of it that maybe didn't exist 24 years ago that does now? Definitely. You wouldn't have heard people earning fortunes from uh, commercial sides way back in well, 24 years ago when I started. But now... It's quite commonplace to be earning maybe more money from the commercial side than what they are from playing football. Yeah. Now you, you know you say that the preparation work is is done early on. I would imagine though, because we do have these windows now, so things are are condensed into those two sections in a year. It, it must ramp up to an extent during during this time. Oh, it certainly does. I mean, people are trying to cram into January, which probably would take you you know three months to sort it. Of, they've got to do it all in one short period and then June, July and August the same. You're trying to get all your business done in that, that period and your transfers. But as before, the transfer window period came in, you could do it throughout the year. In fact, week to week, there was, there was business being done. So there's been big, massive changes since that's happened. What, what's it like then during this this period? Is it phone always on? You know, this multi-technological uh, age that we live in? Are you just constantly on the go, constantly... Discussing. Non-stop, non-stop. Um, my phone's next door and it's off for, for an hour and then I come <laughs> back I'm sure I'll be getting some stick for some people for it being off for an hour uh, Roger Hanna, it's, as John says at the top, everyone has heard of a football agent yeah. we, know, we know roughly uh, what they do, but p- perhaps it's something that we don't really know that much about Yeah, I mean they don't just speak to Jim White two days a year, they do, they do have busier schedules and that But interesting, you know John... Wasn't heavily involved with Celtic, with Rangers, with other Scottish clubs back in the day when you know you had some of the biggest clients in the country, Barry Ferguson, Craig Moore, Chris Sutton, Barry Robson. A lot of your business now is out with Scotland. Is that because Scotland, to a certain extent, John's been left behind with all of this money? You know, the money that's centralised. We're looking, you know, tonight Chelsea playing the Carabao Cup semi-final. This young lad, Callum Hudson Odoi, is starting for Chelsea. He's a subject of a fourth bid from Brian Munich today. £35.4 million pounds for a kid that's not started a game in English Premier League yet. So, you know, when you think, you know, we're talking tonight about, you know, Rangers signing a 36-year-old, Celtic signing an 18-year-old on loan to the end of the season. Is Scottish football getting left behind a wee bit in all this money? I think it's clear, you know, when you talk about those figures from £35 million to to loans or maybe paying a million pounds for a, for a player, it's another world. Of course it's another world. You know, Scotland fell behind it. Ten years ago, and now, again, money talks, and we've spoken about it in the past on many, many occasions. Uh, the Premier League in, in the world is the richest league, and that's where everybody wants aspires to. And Scotland, unfortunately, because the money has been left behind. And does that, does that make it harder for the clubs to get players? And does it make it harder for agents like yourself to find players? You know that that, that fit into the the wage bracket and and the transfer fee bracket. That Rangers and Celtic and other clubs are able to afford? No, not really, because there's a there's a marketplace for everybody. For instance, Celtic just went to Slovakia, I believe, to buy that player mm-hmm. today. That's the right marketplace for them. So you can find them. But you, they won't be getting the players that will be going to Chelsea's or Arsenal yeah. or Man United's, that's for sure. Uh, what about player power or or where power lies now, John? Is is that something you've seen shift over over your time? Mm, definitely. Definitely. In the last ten years again, um player power has increased dramatically. What, when we hear that, we hear player power quite a lot. What, what does that mean? Are players now able to, I don't know, force a move? Is is, is the right terminology? But is that essentially what it is? Do, do, do they hold all the cards nowadays, or is 
Where does the balance of, of power lie between clubs and players? They don't necessarily uh, hold all the balance, I have to say. But uh, they are they are in a better position than they were. Maybe, again, Gordon, you were a player. You were told maybe, but you were getting paid. I, I don't know. I don't know if you even had an agent when you were 18 or 19. Um, but definitely then, the clubs had control. Now, the balance is probably a bit more with the uh, with the players. Yeah, well, when I first signed with uh, Rangers, um, there was no agents going about. And I remember my, God love him, my father saying to me, right, as we were walking up the marble staircase, he says, right, you just keep quiet. I'll do all the negotiations. He says, we're not going to be easy picking here. True story. And uh, John Gregg opened the door and says, Mr. Dale, come in, Gordon, and you come. First thing he done was hand him a tie and my father's first words was he's always wanted to sign for me. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't ask you any questions? No, no, I, no I, I didn't matter what John Gregg put down I was signing it. Which is remarkable, Roger, because he's now the type of guy that would buy one size eight and one size nine just to make sure he can get a cheaper deal on the trainers. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he only did that because it wasn't a motherwell tie that John Gregg handed him. I don't oh. know where I don't know where these skills uh, were back then. Is that something you've developed? I've over, developed over the years? Yeah, I've just I've watched people like John and other agents, and I've dealt with them and started to pick up a few little things, <laughs> tips. But the, the the player power thing's fascinating because if you look at two examples involving Celtic this season, Musa Dembele made it clear. On August 31 That he was going to Leon. He made it very clear If you remember the scenes In his training ground At Lennox Town And Brendan Rodgers Effectively sent him off From the training pitch Because he mm. was sulking And reluctantly agreed To let him go And you know In the same month Dedrick Boyata Refused to play In a Champions League game For Celtic Because he was unsettled And wanted to move Then Billy got his move Boyata didn't And is still there So player power it is stronger as John says than it's ever been before But it's not yet the be all and end all Can that be difficult then in, in the role as an agent John To, to be that go between Because ultimately you've got a client The player's your client You're trying to look after his best interests I'm sure the club might be having different ideas What's it like being caught in the middle? Sometimes it's difficult But my job as an agent is to make sure That my client gets the, the, best, that he can, or the best I can get for him So really I'm not saying I'm not concerned about the club Say but because you may have to go back and deal with them <laughs> next year or next week. But in that particular case, uh, whether it be Bayata or whoever, I would have been supporting whatever my player wanted. That's, yeah. what, that's the way I believe an agent should operate. And uh, along those lines, and does, does does the player call the shots? Is, is, is that the way it is? How, how much of the relationship is about you giving advice or how much of it is about you acting purely on, on what the player wants? See, this is a preconceived idea that people have about agents. That you know, and I'd say in twenty-four years of my career, I left the decision up to the to the player. At the end of the day, of course, you ask you questions, you ask his father a question, you ask his brother and his dog and his auntie a question. But basically, at the end of the day, I say, look, you you've got to make that decision. That's the way I've, I've operated. But I do believe some other agents have uh, real strong influences over over the players. But for me, I've always left that last decision to to the player. And don't forget, we can still talk football on the lines as normal. 01419511025. We are also on Twitter uh, at Clyde SSB. Just a bit of breaking transfer news um, in the last sort of 10 minutes or so. St Mirren have signed midfielder Greg Tansey on an 18 month deal following his departure from Aberdeen. Any Saints fans who want to offer your thoughts on that, let's have them. Roger, I suppose that one was. Um, in, in the in the pipeline as soon as Aberdeen announced earlier this afternoon that he was getting released Yeah I think he was a guy Lauren Kearney had identified to replace Ian McShane he lost Ian McShane to Falkirk the tail end of last week he was looking for someone in that central midfield role to go in alongside Stephen McGinn 
Tanji's always a player I've quite liked. It just didn't quite work out for him at Aberdeen. Doesn't make him a bad player. And, you know, St Mirren need to get bodies in the door. Ryan Edwards is another who's away, away back to Hearts. Talk of Cammy Smith going to the United. So it's important. Oren Kearney doesn't stop mm. at Greg Tanji. He gets more players in between now and the end of the month. Alistair's a Rangers fan in Corker Hill. Hi, Alistair. Ah, good evening, Gordon. One, Gordon. Two, uh, Roger and John. And it's funny that you've got John Deal in because I was going to make a point about the way the game's going today. The likes of players walking out of clubs that have already paid a fortune for them and ended up uh, going in freedom of contract. I don't agree with this. They can talk it. It's after a free agent in the January before they're set to move. And I think everything these days is mostly towards the player now and the clubs. I do feel sorry for clubs that have had a player and they just decide to walk away. I know the game's changing, but it's changed dramatically from when I was a boy and obviously when Gordon Deal first started out playing football. Well, it was a while ago. I'll agree yeah, with you on that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who's Gordon 1 and Gordon 2, but we'll... we'll oh, uh, can I say something before I go and get, I didn't see Gordon at the Etihad on Sunday, but mm. obviously when I've been in the bar, that's perhaps excused him, eh? Yeah, you were still locked in. At the yeah, moment. I was still locked in. I couldn't make it down, but uh, you're normally behind that sort of you know frosted glass in your box at the Etihad. You know, so they wouldn't see you anyway. <sighs> Roger, I don't hide. I'm uh, a man of the people. I, He's a man of the people. Yeah, I was... wasn't there. I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, John Alistair d- does make it an interesting point, particularly um, at the moment. We've been talking about it a lot. Pre-contracts, Jordan Jones, Glenn Kamara, the ones. Um, Overall, because I suppose John's Alistair's coming at it from the club's point of view, you'll be looking at it from the, the player's point of view. How difficult a situation can can those be? Well, obviously, it can be difficult. You know, you, you have to try and marry these two. You know, a club that's willing to let somebody talk about a pre-contract and obviously a, a, a club that want to take them. We've been in that situation many occasions, but our job altogether is to try and make it happen. The club need to be happy that are, that are letting the player sign the pre-contract, and the, the lad has mm-hmm. to be happy as well. When that's part of where we come in. Because the other part is not just us representing the players. I said we have to go back and deal with these clubs. Yeah. Uh, maintain that relationship. And maintain relationship. You know, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes, yeah. you know, clubs don't are not really happy with you the way you're operating in terms of bringing players or taking the players away from clubs. But that's the business we're in. I mean, you said you've dealt with that many times. Is there always an a, a want to to try and get it done now or or? Other times where you just everyone sits back and says, "No, okay, there's the pre-contract. We just sit back, we let it happen in the summer." Or do you always at least ask the question about making it happen sooner? I would always try and get making it happen super, sooner because anything can happen in football in terms of either injury or. I mean, I've so many occasions I've had players who say, "Oh, we'll leave it till next year or whatever." And they, they lose form or they get injured, and then mm-hmm. the position that they had when it was a great opportunity has diminished. So, for me. If you're at a certain a certain level of moving somewhere and everybody's happy about it and it looks good, go for it. That's, that's, that's the advice yeah. I would give someone because things can change dramatically, as you know. Is that an additional part of of a contract in that situation where where player X is is moving, to, you know, at the end of the season he's on a he's on a pre contract? Is there something included there that says you know regardless of injury or anything like that that the move still happens or is that is that just a given? No, no, it's mainly a given, but, you know, most clubs would, would um, I mean, it's, I, I believe it's not legal that you have to do it, but most okay. clubs, uh, if they sign up to contract, would, would stick with it, any, any ones I've mm. done, even when there's been someone that's got injured. Mm. Alistair? I, that's where the danger's in, as John has pointed out, but at the same time, somebody could be moving, they could get an injury and it could scupper the move that was pre-planned, or else, like the case of Jordan Jones just now, what will Steve Clark do when Kelly play Rangers? And it was a perfect case a few years ago when Motherwell, at uh, United, signed both Alan Archibald and Steve Patterson when Thistle were fighting relegation. And John Lambie, obviously, 
John being the person he was, would probably pull his hair out when they two to play when the two of them are perilously close to relegation that year. It had its downside, uh, Gordon. Uh, Roger, that certainly is going to be an interesting one, no doubt about that. The Jordan Jones when Rangers play Kilmarnock and it's very soon. Yeah, we won't have long to wait. I think it's the first midweek in the Premiership once the league reconvenes after a winter break. But the, the the point that was made about the injuries is a fascinating one. Fraser Wishart made it again on the show last Saturday in, in his role with the Union. Centre half a few years ago, Yaroslav Fodjut, I think his name was, who Celtic signed in the January on a pre contract. The lad did his cushion in the spring. And the deal never went through. I think I think he ended up coming over and playing half a dozen games for the D United two or three years later. So that is, you know, the, an issue that all players must worry about. You know, if anything was to happen to Jones or Kamara fitness wise between now and the summer, I don't believe there's anything in those deals that would force Rangers to take on an injured player. So there's that little bit of doubt, mm. and, you know, for the for the players. Not just for these two guys But you know for anyone If for instance Boyata was to sign a pre-contract With somebody in January You know what what would happen If he was injured Playing for Celtic In the second half of the season So it's something for me That needs to be cleared up In the players favour It's 01419511025 To join in on the phones Thank you to Alistair In Corker Hill We've got a good full time teaser Coming up And uh, it's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompsons.com It is time for the full time teaser That's when you send the questions in to us And we try and catch the pundits out on it Between now and the end of the show This is a tricky one as always on a Tuesday night John has sent it in Uh, If you've got a question You should know the address by now But if you don't please send it to Fulltime at Clyde1.com So Since 1980 Rangers have signed 12 players from Scottish league clubs That have not been in our top flight Since the SPL era Can you name the players? So since 1980 Rangers have signed 12 players From Scottish league clubs That have not been in the top flight Since the SPL era So, so 98, 98 99 Stuart Monroe from Alloa Did you just deliberately go for the most difficult one? Is it? Was well, well, it? Certainly one of them I thought That's brilliant mate Yeah, Stuart Monroe Alloa 1980 Four. Oh, God. Gordon DL, you bringing anything to the table? Not just now. Who did uh, Lin- Lindsay Hamilton come from Stenhouse Muir? Yes. Oh, that is, you are nailing this. Honestly. <laughs> Keep, stay out of this, John. We're going to... John Viola's looking on <laughs> as if Roger has got this. <laughs> kick back. <laughs> we're sorting this. Any more to kick us off? I'm trying to think of other clubs in a minute. Oh, um, Derek McInnes from Morton. Honestly, see, once he gets the bit between his and teeth. Brian Reid from Morton. Ah, you're showing off, right? That's four out of ten. Brian Reid, Stuart Monroe, Derek McInnes, Lindsay Hamilton. Since 1980, Rangers have signed 12 players from Scottish League clubs that haven't been in the top flight since the SPL era. Was Nicky Walker one? No. Oh, my best effort. <laughs> Wasn't not good enough. 01419511025 in the phones. Roger Hannan, Gordon DL are here as always. We're joined by football agent John Viola to try and find out a bit more about the inner workings of the transfer window. John, before the break, we were talking about pre contract agreements and the situation that faces Jordan Jones because very soon he's going to have to play against Rangers. He's going there in the summer, but he's still a Kilmarnock player. Do you think of any specific examples of, of when you've had that and, and <laughs> how that played out? Well, actually, they're quite a funny story, and uh, we had a pre-contract agreement signed with a player called Darius Adamczyk, if you remember, mm-hmm. who was at Dundee, and Polish player. 
and we'd agreed for him to sign uh, with Rangers. And of course, he was facing Rangers a few weeks after that. It's the same situation, you're, you're exactly you're describing it, and we are talking about it the night before, and he's saying, what I do? This is massive, I'm going to sign for Rangers. Say, look, you're a Dundee player, you have to be professional and go, go and do your best. And sure enough, he came out, and he was absolutely outstanding and scored probably the best goal he's ever, he's ever, ever scored. <laughs> and uh, I got a call that night from the Rangers manager saying, what the hell happened there, you know? So, <laughs> so uh, that, was a, that was a funny one. But he, my advice is, if you're, the club that you're with at the time, that's who you get, are paying you at the time, that's who you do your best mm-hmm. for if you're professional and you don't look to three or six months when you who else you're going to be with. And Roger, I guess that was Walter Smith at the time who probably didn't word it the way that John just described it wasn't Walter Oh it wasn't Walter Smith No was Dick it? Advocate Yeah Dick Advocate sorry. <laughs> At the time Yeah it was a strange signing actually Because a damn had done terrifically well For Dundee A very strong Dundee team at the time A midfielder Got forward Polish international And when he went to Rangers They sort of Tried him at right back And just tried him in positions He hadn't played for Dundee And it just didn't quite work out for him But no doubt A very talented player in his day 01419511025 In the phones Paul is a Rangers fan from Crookston Hi Paul Hi Gordon, hi um, panel Hello. Hello. Hi there hi. Um, I, had a, I had an answer for that um, quiz I can't give it can I? No you can't well, Don't you can No, no chance Can I give them the initials? <laughs> no, no. yes. We'll think about it at the end of the call Paul Right, right let me know at the end of the call <laughs> and I'll give you the initials um, No what it was you, you were talking about I was listening to the calls earlier on tonight um, My main point was about Rangers um, And about Defoe I just wanted to get the panel's thoughts I mean, I'm quite excited. I think he's oh, a great player and done really well down down south. But you no, know, following football for for a period of time, um, obviously I've seen these these things happen before. So once it popped to mind, Ian Wright, Fanny Jeffers, um, they didn't do so well when they came up here. So I guess I'm maybe a wee bit worried about that. And I kind of get want to get the, the panel's thoughts and, and and could it be it could it, could it be a bluff as well possibly. Um, and as well as that, I was just listening to some of the, the, the callers earlier on today um, about Celtic um, and questioning Brendan Rodgers' signings. I phoned up here a couple of years ago um, before Brendan Rodgers had, had won his seven title, well, the, the seven cups he's got, and I questioned back then um, his track record with um, signing players. Now, I know a big part of that is Lee Congerton as well, um, and I questioned that as well, but I think it was Hugh it was on at the time. And he basically, I wouldn't say ridiculed, but he was having none of it, put it that way. Um, and he said, this is a Scottish show, we don't talk about um, track records with Liverpool and so on. But I think it's actually coming to fresh now. I think I'm getting proven right a little bit because you know, I could go through a number of signings. I know every good manager makes bad signings. I mean, even Gerrard's made a couple of dodgy ones and Umar Sadiq and people like that. But the number, is, the number that's getting made now, I think Roger pointed to it tonight, it's... Definitely coming from recruitment, and um, I mean you're a Bowie Kabasis and Daniel Arsis and people like that. If I was a Celtic fan, I'd be a bit a bit worried because, to be honest, the team that's won that seven those seven cups, he's inherited that team. And if you look back in Brendan Rodgers' history at Liverpool, and you no, know, someone like Roger, the talent he does in that quiz show he does, could could call me wrong here. But when he first took over Liverpool and he nearly won the league, it was. Predominantly Kenny Douglas's team If I'm not Correct in saying that If that's right um, Quite a few, quite a few points there Paul Let, Let's try and go through them Because you do make a, a number of points First of all Was was Jermaine Defoe Roger Gordon Who wants to uh, well, Take I, it I, I, I understand where Paul's coming from uh, Every player you signs a gamble 
I blame the agents to be honest um, <laughs> But You've got a guy Defoe I know that you can touch on Ian Wright And people like that I just think He'll come up here You give him the ammunition He will bang goals away I just think There's something about this boy He's 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 done it everywhere he's went. He's a, just a natural goal scorer. And I think the way, especially at Ibrox, the way Rangers can play, I think he will score goals, no doubt at all. What, what is it about him that, because it was, I think Paul makes the point about other guys in similar situations, similar times of their career, similar pedigree who've come up and it hasn't worked. What what sets Jermaine Defoe apart for you? I just think he's a terrific box player, Gordon. And it doesn't matter what sort of league you're playing in. If you put the ball in the box, you're a natural goal scorer. And I think that's what he's all about. And the game's different now from years ago. It's a lot quicker and balls come flashing across that box. I just think he's with his experience as well. Um, I don't think he'll be the greatest player outside the box. I'm not going to say he's going to link everything up. I think if Rangers can get down the flanks or Davis with that ball through the middle of the defence and he goes on to it, he's still very, very sharp. I've just got a feeling that the four will score goals here. Uh, Roger, the second point then was about Brendan Rodgers and Celtic. Yeah, listen, you can pick holes in any manager's signing record. You know, people will bang on about Stephen Gerrard bringing players in, but you know, as was pointed out there, Umar Sadiq, Ovi Ajari, you know, they they weren't hits either. Um, Brendan Rodgers did take Liverpool very close to winning a league title. Uh, whether it's with you know Luis Suarez, who was signed by Kenny Douglas, or whether it's with his signings. You know, there's not too much relevance there. He's taken Celtic to seven consecutive trophies. So whether they're his players or Dylas players or Lennon's players, again, it, you know, it doesn't really matter too much. I think the time to assess Brendan Rodgers' signing record will be the time when Celtic don't win a trophy. You know, whether they, they lose the league or they lose the Scottish Cup at the end of the season, then that's the time to examine it more forensically, I would say. But I think this is a, a very big month for both Celtic and Rangers. And as we said at the top of the show, between them, seven signings in eight days. If they keep up this rate, there'll be enormous squads by the end of the month. I suppose because recruitment's one thing, that another big part of a managerial role is improving the guys that you do inherit. And in the case of, I mean, you could rhyme them off, James Forrest, Scott Brown, even yeah, Callum McGregor, Callum McGregor yeah. Ryan Christie. Yeah. So that that's perhaps where the success has come from, rather than, as Paul says, I mean, some of the signings obviously have been good. There are a few who haven't as well Yeah and listen It's the same across the city as well People will say Stephen Gerrard's improved Alfredo Morelos He's improved Daniel Candias He's you know, possibly improved uh, Tavernier as well This season So Listen There are different facets To management Signing players Is only one of them Final word to you on this Paul No that's That's um, Answered my questions I do I do still think though I'm, I mean There's an article out Roger might know Being a journalist and whatever But one of the papers had went through all these signings at Liverpool and honestly there was a good lot of them were misses and, and again that's maybe not coming from Rodgers he must put a lot of faith in people like Lee Congerton who's taken to, to Celtic with him so yeah but I mean yeah, all the points I think you know, it's been really good but can I just give you that the initials no 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 no. go for it uh, yeah go for it initials sure. right right I might be wrong I might be wrong that's <laughs> why we're saying it NC yeah you're right on one of them That's it I've, I've, faded, I've faded Paul down Before he does any more damage I've not got that But I've got a couple What did, what did you think he said? NC Yeah NC Yeah mm-hmm. Hammer right. I've got a couple No not MC Hammer NC Right okay You, you, <laughs> you cover he was You cover in, that He was one. signed in 2-9 <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got to go, go with Ones that I played with Is Ian Redford one? No Why not? Is Alec Forsyth one? 
No. Is Gregor Stevens one? No. This is going well. Is Ted McMahon one? Yes. Is Wisher, he played in the Premier League, didn't he? It's not that they have never played yeah. in the Premier League. Every single night you manage to misunderstand the T- question. Ted McMahon from Queen of the South. Yeah. As was NC, Nicky Clark. Nicky Clark, Queen of the South. In, and I can believe. In, in 2.13. What a day he's having here. He didn't get Motherwell winning the league in 32. Uh huh. And he didn't get the guy from Wraith Rovers, no. David Bates. Oh. <laughs> I had him down. Sure. David Bates, Nicky Clark, Lindsay Hamilton, Derek McInnes, Ted McMinn, Stuart Monroe, Brian Reid. We've uh, got a bit more work to do, but we'll leave it there um, for the moment. Uh, John, you mentioned that you've been working as a football agent 24 years. It's obviously changed a lot. Now, most of your business is, is done out with Britain. Tell us a bit about what, what you're doing at the moment and scouring the globe, I guess. Well, we've set up a, an agreement with our uh, club in Ghana, uh, our company, where we've got the, the, the full rights to bring all their players from uh, under 14 right through to the, the full team. We, uh, we've set up agreement, agreements with some clubs in Brazil and we have also been involved with uh, a couple of German clubs who have given exclusive agreements to deal with our players. So we've looked out of the... Thought out of the box the last few years rather than just leaving myself just open to the UK market, which is quite quite strong with with quite a lot of agents. And a, a player that we'll know well in these parts is Craig Moore, who's now working alongside you. How beneficial can that be when if if you I guess can provide the the, the skills from the agency side? How, how beneficial is it for guys to be dealing with fo- former professional footballers who've been there and done it? Well, that's interesting, and it's a good point. Uh, Craig not only had been a great footballer, um, he also went to work with the Australian FA uh, as a technical director. Then after that, became a sports director at his old club, Brisbane Row. So he knows the full insides and outsides of even buying players, selling players, dealing with professional players. And he's been at eight different clubs uh, in the Premier League, in the Bundesliga. He's played in weird and wonderful places. So his experience has uh, brought... Uh, are added to our company uh, fantastically. Yeah. See, when you look, when you look back and all what you say, twenty four years is is a long old time. I'm trying to to, to to get an understanding of of how you view success. I mean, was there a is there a particular deal that stands out as you think you know that's the one I'm most proud of, or, or that's the one that that set me on my way, you know, or whatever is is there one that stands out? Oh, there's quite a lot actually. You know, there's quite a lot. But, but just as you say, there's one that kept me in mind of a, a player who went from. And maybe the guys might be able to guess this, uh, who went from a team in Scotland about 15 years ago to a championship club. And the unusual, it was an unusual move at the time. I took him there, he was only a kid. And he'd done exceptionally well for this championship club. Came to uh, renew his contract. The club were in trouble financially. And uh, he thought he wasn't even going to get a contract. I went in, negotiated a contract, and he got a, a bumper deal, to say the least. And that, Going to meet him after that, just seeing his face like a four-year deal with about five times what he thought, never mind he wasn't even going to get a contract. Became the club's hero, a bit like the icon or somebody like Henrik Larson at Celtic, and uh, went, to, went on to play for Scotland. So that one, for me, was one of the ones that sticks out. Yeah, it's not my biggest deal, but it's one that means quite a lot to me. Right, Roger, you're going to come up with a name. I'll come up with it. <laughs> Who? Barry Ferguson? No. I'm having a nightmare <laughs> Give your initials I'm still thinking full time T's in here <laughs> right, Put them out of their misery John Who was it? Give the initials John <laughs> KM KM Kenny Miller 
Kenny uh, Miller. We could be here away with Yeah, him. just tell us. Go for it. Kevin McNaughton. Ah, okay. went oh, from Aberdeen oh, to, right. to Cardiff. Yeah, and uh, as I say, done exceptionally well for them. And last you year know. we had that we had a thing there from a testimonial. Testimonial, yeah. That, that's, that's and, he, and he's now he's now emerging as a very talented mm. artist. That's right. Sells his own paintings. Wow, there you go. See, there's not everybody thinks footballers out in the finish are stupid. They buy a bar or whatever, but he's actually. Involved in that, but some that we introduced him to in London as a as a famous artist, mm. someone that's painted the Queen, and he, him, these two guys are he's doing professional hold, hold, painting. Hold on, saying he's not actually painted the Queen; he's painted pictures of the Queen. Oh, Gordon, right, don't right. panic. Any <laughs> any secret post football talents you wish to share? <laughs> <laughs> Move on. I still don't understand the full time right. question. I'll explain it to you right. next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. To the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are still here, as is football agent John Viola. We're lifting the lid on what goes on in the transfer window and beyond, uh, particularly since the transfer window is well and truly upon us. Still time for you to get your calls in on 0141 Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Um, there's a lot of knowledge out there on Twitter, and you two could be doing with um, getting some of it because <laughs> on tonight's full time teaser, and remember, we're always on the lookout for your questions. So Send them in to fulltime at Clyde1.com. Since 1980, Rangers have signed 12 players from Scottish league clubs that have not been in the top flight since the SPL era. Guys like David Bates signed from Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers haven't been in the top flight since the SPL. If you've if you eventually got the question, yeah, you right understand it now. Right Good with it. 10 minutes to go. That's great. Uh, Nicky Clark, Queen of the South. Lindsay Hamilton from Steny. Uh, Derek McInnes. Brian Reid, both from Morton. Ted McMinn, Queen mm. of the South. Uh, Stuart Monroe from Alloa. Any more? No. Oh, it's not the answer I was if, hoping if for. If Roger says no, we are under pressure. <laughs> um, you're looking for two from the 80s. 80s. One from the noughties. And one from the 2010s. 2010s. None from 2009. None from 2009, no. More thinking time required. Do we not need five? Two. Two from the 80s. One from the noughties, one from the 10s. Three from the 80s. Three from the 80s. My apologies. Come on, Daz. You played for Rangers in the 80s, remember? Yeah. Remember John Gregg gave your dad the tie? Mm. You came up who, with a relatively good... Who else did they give good... ties to? What, what, what did you guess during the break, just to see if it can get people thinking? I thought David Cooper, Clyde Bank, but unfortunately, Cooper was there... I think yeah, he was, he was, he was signed in the 70s, yeah. 79 or something, 78... Yeah, you're close, but not close enough. Let's speak to Jerry and Erskine. Hi, Jerry. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Go quickly. <laughs> Quick. The big centre half. No, you're going to need to do better than that. Set for Clyde Bank. No. Oh, there is one from Clyde Bank. Bobby Williamson. Bobby Williamson. Ah, that's not who you meant. <laughs> sorry, Jerry. Very rude of them. On you go. Absolutely, Paul. Absolutely. <laughs> Good evening. Um, let's get back to the, the Celtic signings uh, so far. I know it's plenty of time to go, but. I was hugely puzzled by the Oliver Burke thing. I think Roger mentioned a lot about uh, what I'm going to say in, uh, in the early part of the show. I mean, to me, it was a, actually a slight knee-jerk reaction from the Celtic camp, not necessarily Rogers, but it's to bring in a, a Scottish international because Rangers had brought in two fairly high-profile players. I mean, I would have taken Defoe in a minute, by the way. I'm not caring about his age. Um, because what we needed was clearly a striker. Now, the two boys that we've, we've signed... Um, 
there's no point in condemning them saying they're not going to do it because we, very few had heard of Dumbelli or even Hooper before that and they were clearly big successes. But Burke, um, he becomes the sixth winger at Celtic. Forrest, Sinclair, Hayes, Morgan, Johnson. Now what's Morgan and Johnson going to be thinking when they see somebody else? What about their age coming in? And you know, he's played more games than I actually thought, even what Roger said. Um, and to me... There's clearly, it's not obvious where he's going to play, and to me, it's a knee-jerk reaction from from um, from from the, as I say, the Celtic camp. Hmm. I don't know much about him. I, I watched. Let, him let's and, uh, Jerry. Sorry, let, let's explore that notion of a, of a knee-jerk reaction first, Jerry, because I, I'm a bit curious about the, the, the timing. Oliver Burke, I think the deal was completed before the deals for Davis and Defoe were completed. Is that is that right, Roger? Like even a day before or Saturday morning Jerry how on earth would they have arranged all of that And got it over the line As a as a reaction to something that Rangers hadn't done yet Right sorry I, I've obviously got my timings wrong then But um, so that's Nothing uh, enough It's not good But um, anyway the, the thing is It's going back to, to, to where he's going to play um, I know Forrest I know the guy in the start of the show Was, was, uh, was laying into Forrest Um although it's taken him a long time to actually get to the stage where we, we think he, he should have been. But um, he has shaded off, certainly in the last month for us, no doubt about it. He'll only certainly play in the Airdrie game, which is a, the first game after the, the winter break. But whether he'll actually continue with the, um, I think it's sitting on the parkhead after that. Um, what I was going to do was, what I was going to say was that there's a couple of players that I thought of for, the, for this window would have been perfect. One of them is Jordan Rhodes. He already is on loan from um, Sheffield Wednesday and at Norwich, and he's still not playing too much at, at, at Norwich. Believe it or not, Timo Pukki is taking his place. I don't know what that says about the, the situation, but Jordan Rhodes is an international. He has scored a lot of goals, uh, albeit in the Championship, but um, up here he could probably do the same. And the other big signing I thought that they, they could be looking at is James McCarthy. Now, it doesn't look like we Silva at uh, Everton rates him too much. He's come back from a broken leg. He was in the, the bench for the, the cup game. And he's five years younger than Brown. Now, there's no long-term future for Malumbu, Kuasi and Bitton. And I think that's the player we should go for. He's made his money. He's not an extravagant guy. And I think he would come, come to Celtic for twenty-five or 30000 a week. Roger. Um, I'm not sure that Marco Silva doesn't read I mean, he's, he's been out for a year with that horrible leg break um, There was talk of him going to West Brom On loan in the window That might still happen um, He needs games He needs games somewhere um, I'm not sure whether Celtic would see themselves as a club That's just going to you know, give James McCarthy games Nobody knows how James McCarthy's recovery is Celtic, for me, need players who can hit the ground running They, they don't need players who are maybe going to take mm. You know, six or eight games to get into the stride after a year out through injury. McCarthy in his prime, terrific player, an absolutely terrific player. Uh, but we, we, you know, he's been out for a year. Jerry mentioned at the start of his call uh, about the number of wingers Celtic have, especially now with the recruitment of Oliver Burke. Um, do, do you very much expect Lewis Morgan to, to go out at this moment in time? You know, Hibs have been mentioned. That's well, something you expect to see. Well, they can't all play, can they? Um, and Morgan of the six. Forrest's ahead of him You would think Burke's ahead of him Sinclair's ahead of him Mikey Johnson Is now ahead of him Johnny Hayes Is arguably ahead of him The boy needs games So for me You know A move to the likes of Fabian For the last four or five months Of the season Might make sense for everybody Look what something like that Did for Ryan Christie's career That'd be beneficial For 
more than just the the player. Yeah, I think if you're not going to get games, Gordon, it's, you're better going out and and playing week in week out. There's nothing worse for a player training Monday to Friday, and if the game's Saturday or maybe Sunday nowadays, um, sitting in the stand watching. Um, you want to be playing, and you just Roger put the list out there. There's a lot of wingers at Celtic just now. A lot of competition. I think there's a bit too many wingers. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I think the big question mark is. Where is Burt going to play? Because I said at the top of the show, I cannot see him playing in front of James Forrest if the two of them are fit. Thanks to Jerry and Erskine. Just as I was thinking about time frames of, of deals and so on, John, I'm wondering if there's one that you can, or any that you can think of where you got to the end and thought, that was a nightmare. That took forever. We were jumping through hoops and all sorts of obstacles. Is that just par for the course? Any that stick out? No, we've got plenty of rain, that's for sure. <coughs> um, but just the... Two years, or 18 months ago, and it was a weird, weird scenario, taking two players from Venezuela to Saudi Arabia. And that might sound ridiculous, <laughs> but it was a fact. Uh, via Istanbul to get them their, their visas. And it was uh, during uh, the month of Ramadan. So there's not much happening in Saudi Arabia during the month of Ramadan. And me and these two guys who couldn't speak English were stuck in this, <laughs> this apartment for something like 10 days when normally a deal like that would take if it was in England or Scotland, it would probably take about two days. And it was it was horrendous to say the least. <laughs> ten uh, days. Ten days it took. You know, and that normally take two day two days at maximum and it mm. was Ramadan in Saudi Arabia and we got the deal done in the end, but I suppose uh, that's difficult. something you must have noticed a change in because at the start you'd have just been dealing in domestic transfers. You're not worried about uh, time differences, language barriers, cultural differences. All of that has to be taken into account and perhaps uh, we don't think of that very often. No, that's the way the world now. It's a, the world's open. You, know, you can get to the other side of Australia quicker than you could have 10 years ago. People uh, in the football industry, is worldwide, it's worldwide business. It's not just all about Scotland and England these days. Mm-hmm. And you would probably find that Good agents are opening in areas that would probably astound you. You've got work to do in this teaser and not long to do it. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. Since 1980, Rangers have signed 12 players from Scottish league clubs that have not been in the top flight since the SPL era. You've got David Bates, Nicky Clark, Lindsay Hamilton, Derek McInnes, Ted McMinn, Stuart Monroe, Brian Reid, Bobby Williamson, which means you've still got four to go. We need clues Yeah I don't Roger, like yeah. that silence I must admit mm. Come on Roger What about the The most recent one Yeah Is a goalkeeper In 2014 From Wraith Rovers Did they bring back Lee Robinson at one stage? Yes oh, Lee Robinson Good shoot Alright let's go to the furthest back one then right. East Fife in 1987 Wasn't there There must be a soonest signing who would send a sign from East Fife? Initial's gone quickly. DK. DK. Davy Derek. Davy Kirkwood. Davy Kirkwood. Oh, oh, right, what about <laughs> Queen's Park in 2004? This was the hardest one, I would say. Well, one of them. 2004. And if we're doing initials, manager, DC. DC. I think it was Queen's Park. It said, according to John, it was Derek Carkery. Oh yes Remember yeah. that one? Yeah, that yeah. Uh, Last one Clyde in 1989 Clyde in 89 89 TC Ah, oh, Tom Cowan 
the other one the other one there we go thank you very much Roger Hanna and Gordon Dale special thanks to football agent John Viola for his insight tonight thank you to you we're back tomorrow from 6 and stay where you are because Callum Gallagher is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors win the compensation you deserve talk to thompsons.com